Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. What's Thanks up? for What's tuning up? in What's to up? the podcast. We are continuing our march through 2 Timothy. Today is chapter 3. So mm-hmm. another, you know, just a quick shot in the arm here, um, just a few verses, but so mm-hmm. packed, jam-packed with stuff. So we're just going to kind of walk through, uh, starting at the beginning, what stuck out to us. Yeah, that's right. And so right away, verse 1, it says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People mm-hmm. are automatically asking themselves, when are the last it's days? Now. Are we in the last days? Yeah. You know, because what happens when you unpack this passage, um, the words used to describe that time. In the last days could be used to describe kind of what's going on in our world today. Yeah, I know. We noted just talking about this that sometimes you hear the last days and you think, you know, natural disasters or something. But when you read this list, it's like, this sounds uh, pretty familiar, actually. Yeah. yeah. And so th- our encouragement to you would just be don't get stuck on a timeline mm-hmm. or a calendar date. Mm-hmm. The Lord's not telling us and, and is not sharing that information with anybody when he's coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do know that we're closer to it than we were yesterday. And Right. There is urgency. There is, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We know that it's, you know, we want to be watchful and mindful of, yeah, how we're living and, and, and how we're honoring the Lord. And that's kind of what Paul is talking with Timothy about here in this list, though. It's just like, man, mm-hmm. for the first, what, five verses, um, just kind of talking about what the people will be doing and kind of the behavior that you'll see. And one of them really kind of stuck out. Uh, to Clark and I, and that's what we kind of talked about the most, and that's verse five, Mm -hmm. having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Yeah, have nothing Mm -hmm. to do with these people. What does that mean to you, listener? To have a form of godliness, but to deny its power. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think as we talked about it and unpacked it, it, it would be taking on like the image and the attributes of God, but leaving him out of it. And I think what comes to my mind today is actually justice. The justice mm-hmm. movement, morality, being a good person, it is yeah. it, it, those things are important, and justice is very important to God. Biblical justice is very important to God, viewing other people made in the image of God. However, I feel that God has been kicked off that bandwagon today. Mm. And so one of the questions I've asked really? myself is, you know, when it, when it comes to, like, social justice, what's my motivation for why I do what I do. Right. And if God is not in that answer at all, then I'm missing it. Right. Then you're lacking the power. Then it's about you. Exactly. It's yeah. about some mankind's ability. It's about woman's wisdom. It's about man's ability to whatever. And God is left out of it. Because when it comes back to it, we're made in the image of God. That should be like the motivation for God loving us and us loving God and then loving other people who are also image bearers. And so mm. I think that 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 justice, like I'm going to fight for justice and I'm going to fight for morality and I'm going to fight for a, to be a good person, that is verse 5 if God's not in it. Having a form of godliness, because they they're, they're look like good things, but when you leave God out denying its power, Paul is saying don't have anything to do with these people because God's not being worshipped, God's not being glorified, and people are, mm. whether you realize it or not. Right. And well, another a layer of that, too, is why I think it's so confusing, even just for me, when, you know, we look at these things is um, 
what you said is it looks good and it mm-hmm. looks helpful. So, you know, why is this not good? But we talked about it a little bit before we started recording. And it's that because you're still not quenching the thirst of eternity in yeah. people. So it's the same thing as like, let me take, you know, let me give you clothes. Let me take care of you. Let me, you know, treat you like you said, an image bearer. Which are important. Yeah. But let me take Jesus out of it. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's really, that's just unfair for them and their salvation Mm -hmm. because then I'm making myself God, you know, look at me or look at this organization or look at us, you know, where Bobby provided me or Clark provided me. Yeah. And so there's still, you know, seeds can be planted. And so we trust God overall and through all of it, but that's, you know, why there's this elements of confusion when you're, you know, when Paul's writing it to have the appearance because, because literally we see it and it's like, Oh wait, what is going on here? Mm -hmm. And so that's when the, um, you know, what am I trying to say? Discernment mm-hmm. kind of comes in. And, and what what's interesting about this, when Paul's writing this letter to the church in Ephesus, that's where Timothy's at, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of these battles that he's talking about in this passage aren't even with the world. It's not with like the Christian in the world. I think a lot of the battles are between the, yeah. the Christian and right. the religious person or the Christian and people that, that are in the church. And so if you keep looking down, I want to point something out to you yeah. real quick. So what he talks about is he talks about there are the kind of people in verse 6 who worm their way into homes and gain control over weak-willed women who are loaded down with sins. And he talks about how Janus and John Brace, who are the magicians from Pharaoh and Exodus, if you remember that, or if you've seen Prince of Egypt, great movie. Um, he's talking about they've been been rejected. Um, they're, they're not following truth. And you don't want to have anything to do with these people. And so what, what Paul gets at in verse 10 and 11, he says, you have to combat that with, with proper teaching. And he says, mm-hmm. remember in verse 10, you know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecution, sufferings, which kinds of things that happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, mm-hmm. and Lystra, the persecutions I endured. Now, when you go back to Acts 14, verses 19 and 20, that's what he's referring to. There were three provinces in Galatia. And as he went on his first missionary journey, if you read Acts 14, it's the religious people, the people that were quote unquote within the church that fought Paul in what he yeah. was doing. And they stoned him. And they tried to execute him. And I love that passage because it says, if you go back to Acts 14, they stoned Paul and they thought he was dead. They left him for dead. And then afterwards, Paul got back up and went back into the city. It's like... He resurrected. <laughs> oh, what a stud. Like, God bless him. Like, you just got almost murdered and you're getting back up, heading back into the front line saying, let's go. I'm, I'm not done here. The Lord's not done here. Mm -hmm. And so that's what Paul's referencing to. But again, the audience in which he is going up against and is going against him are quote unquote religious people. So within the church, having a form of godliness but denying its power, where has that crept into the church? Again, my my main focus here is I think morality, being a good person, and justice. That was good. Yeah, that's a good word. Paul, you you know, he's talking about these false teachers that have snuck into the church. He's talking about just that kind of uh, discernment walking in and in what he gets to later on in the chapter as he's kind of about to charge Timothy with this, you know, in chapter four, like preach the word. And he's all about charges. He's giving charges left and right. Well, Paul's convinced about, he talks about that. Then the coming verse, the coming verses is Mm -hmm. Paul is convinced. He firmly believes he knows what he has learned. What verse are you referring to? So what, I mean, we talk about, uh, what's it? 14. Yeah. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believe, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood. So from again, his mom and grandma. But so Paul's talking 
about Timothy in this, but I'm saying the reason Paul mm. was able to endure these things was, yeah, because he, you know, had a face-to-face encounter with Jesus. But I would even say because he is fully convinced. He like has he, conviction. His life is like on the line more than anything. So some people get triggered by those things like, oh, Paul's kind of boasting here. Like he's saying, look back at my life. Look what I've done. Look at my faithfulness, you know, unto God. When the reality is Paul's just pointing out his sufferings and turning the focus back on God mm. saying like, yeah, I, I, I got beat, you know, I got. And so if that's triggering you, you know, what have you done for the Lord? Like Bobby, is that, is that triggering me? How am I suffering for the gospel? How am I convinced for that? And so that kind of leads us then to um, verses 16 and 17. And these verses we wanted to camp on for a little bit too, as we end, um, I'm sure you've heard them before. I'll read them. All scripture is God breathed. Excuse me. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. Mm. Thanks for emphasizing the so that. I knew you want to talk about that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Anytime there's a so that or a therefore, you have to figure out what it's there for. Um, (laughs) Verse 16 is popular and everybody's got that or has heard that all scripture is God breathed. And, and we believe that. What kind of comes to my mind reading this right now is Paul is encouraging us to have a balance between the Word and the Spirit. Because if you backtrack and you look at mm-hmm. chapter 1, he's talking about Timothy fanning to flame this gift that the Spirit's been given to you. Like the laying yeah. out of hands and the gift of prophecy and all these things that, that were spoken over and in and through Timothy for the good of the church and for the edifying of the church and for the glory of God. So there's like a lot of Holy Spirit work. If you look at Paul's prayers mm-hmm. in 1st and 2nd Timothy and all throughout Ephesians, talking about Holy Spirit work, kingdom coming, like there's a talks of, of power. Mm-hmm. And then here, I love what he's doing in chapter 3 is he's reminding us to have a balance. You got you to mm-hmm. walk in, in, in the Spirit while you're clinging to the Word of God. Yeah, because the word of God is the is is really the foundation for which we stand. Understanding <laughs> like what is helpful and what is not, like um, yeah. what is God honoring and what isn't, what what is of the Lord and what's actually of of man. And I, I'm, I'm appreciating that. So I'm trying to just picture in my mind a balance again of on one hand following the Holy Spirit and the other hand clinging mm-hmm. to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And you have to have both. And if you err on one side or the other, it's going to be a train wreck. If it's just Holy Spirit, you're going to burn up. If it's just the Bible, you're going to dry up. But when you have both spirit and word, Mm -hmm. you're going to grow up. That's a line that was given to me a long time ago that I hold on to. In that verse 17, so that you're going to be equipped for good work. Mm -hmm. So if you're just following the spirit and kind of going on with what you feel, um, that's going to, you're going to find yourself in a hard spot. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're just taking the Bible and thumping people with it, that's not going to do any good either. Mm-hmm. So there's a combination that you'll be equipped for the work that God's called you to, you know, explain to people why you're convinced of the gospel, mm-hmm. how you um, talk with people, especially in the church right now that are taking on the form of godliness, but denying its power. You go back to the scriptures, you go back to what Jesus yeah. Christ did. You go back to what Paul's laying out here for us in second Timothy. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I like the thanks for bringing up word and spirit balance. What stuck out to me is just the like, scripture is important. Yeah. The Bible, the written word of God is important. And there's a reference in first Peter, second Peter, sorry, chapter one. Uh, and I like how this is described too. the same kind of thought here that um, while man had a role in writing and actually penning, you know, these words, they were carried along by the spirit. It sounds like this. So this is second Peter. 
chapter 1, verse 21. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And so that just kind of reaffirms what we're reading here in 2 Timothy and Paul's words to Timothy, just saying, cling to this. Like if, you know, we've talked about, uh, um, what, what are we talking about? We, we talked about godly, that's the appearance of godliness, yeah. but about the denying its power. And one of the ways that, and I mentioned discernment then, like how can we, you know, look at this, whatever it is, like justice movement and, and use discernment. Well, we have to come back to truth yeah. and we come back to truth and we believe that, uh, that it's the word of God. And really, you know, some people might say that, you know, it's breathed out by God, that this, this is our mother tongue. This is what we can come back to for our original language of what we were, you know, how we're meant to live, how we're meant to be loved by God, um, and, and how we're meant to live even now in the brokenness. And so just, uh, just encouraged by that mm-hmm. and, uh, looking forward to chapter four, second Timothy. You betcha. Hey, thanks for listening to us. Have a fantastic weekend. If you are in the area, we invite you to our services on Sunday. If you are out of the area, check us out online. We're going through the book of Philippians, and we're having a great time doing it. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much, you guys. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.